Jason Fury. Yes. Did you know that in the first trailer for Denise Villeneuve's is that how you say it? Denis Villeneuve? Denis Villeneuve? Denis Villeneuve's I don't know, something Dune like that. Featured a cover of Pink Floyd's Eclipse, which was by Hans Zimmer, which was a clever nod to the alternate history where Alejandro Jodorowsky had directed Dune and was going to use Pink Floyd to score the Atreides planet. Um, I wouldn't like say that to somebody like just conversationally, but I knew I knew the little puzzle pieces that uh, made the beautiful puzzle that you just put in front of me. See, I think that it's people might think that. So if you had seen the documentary on Jodorowsky's Dune, did you see that? Yes. Very good. It's it's um, very interesting. Nothing. Yeah, it's just a weird. It's a great documentary. If if you haven't seen it, whoever's listening, watch that documentary. It's very good. So it was not. I think a lot of people think that um, it was all Pink Floyd scoring the movie, but it was actually. I think he was. It was Atreides, the Caladan, and House Atreides was was going to be scored by Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. and he had. Uh, French progressive rock band Magma doing the Harkonnen. Magma. E.D. Prime. Magma. Hot magma. Giddy so Prime. Giddy, giddy. That's interesting. Well, yeah, I... Uh, that document... I mean, that Dune would not... The guy didn't even read Dune that was making that movie. So and he was been, proud of it. He was proud of it. It would have been interesting. It was like a troll before trolls, you know? He was like trolling the Dune franchise by making a movie. Uh, right, and it and it did not come to fruition, right. but the attempt at bringing it to fruition very likely brought us uh, the movie Alien. I I do yeah like the Geiger like a lot of those designs I read went into Alien. A lot of that energy went into Alien, which is maybe part I of mean, the reason it was so rad. Yeah, I mean, he kind of brought together the team of um, Dan O'Bannon and uh, Ron Cobb and and Mo- and uh, Moebius and uh, H.R. Giger. Kind Speaking of, of Moebius and Yodorowsky, you ever read Incall? I have Incall, but I haven't read it. That was me for years. I had the it's the yellow hardback edition of it because I knew it was like a kind of anything maybe it was like i should probably just buy this or it's going to be like 500 dollars on ebay one day so i sat on it forever and i read it maybe five ish years ago it was fantastic uh-huh. right it's really good right that's what i've uh that's what i've heard somebody gave and... it to me that like hated it They're like i read this it sucks and i was like okay so i was like i just held on to it forever and um then i bought the the sequels i think is what i was thinking of like final ink on stuff like that but uh i really enjoyed it it's really great is is that the one where supposedly a lot of the ideas that were in jodorowsky's dune sort of were were uh isn't there a, like a main character that like has no penis or like a, well i mean there's like elements of it in there it's definitely like its own thing it's not it's very like urban and you know p- police 
he's like a detective and and then it just gets really trippy and it's kind of like a rpg video game for a while it's it's all over the place if you've seen the documentary you kind of know how he thinks and this book is definitely like a reflection of that but it just works in this universe he's built and with Moebius's art it's just a great just awesome pair (laughs) it's just really cool right right um well i'm gonna read it at some point get to it i will i will um adam roth yes did you know i'm just gonna be goofing here you ready for some goof i'm ready for a little goof look wanna feel goofy little goof Um, rebecca rebecca ferguson who plays lady jessica Mm-hmm. Paul's mother. Right. Okay. Uh, they only have a 12-year age gap. Uh, the the actress Rebecca Ferguson and Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet? Chalamet? Chalamet. I don't know. What is it? Chalamet? Chalamet. I don't uh, know. I don't know. We're just bad at this. Uh, yeah. I'm good with Frank, John, Adam, Jason, Chalamet. Not, I don't know. Outside of that, who knows? It's a wild card. I was born in the burbs of the Midwest. I was not treated well in my public school system. Well, we'll go with Chalamet it is. Chalamet is just like, it's like the Cadbury egg of names. It's got a, like a almost too sugary center. It's like, mmm, mmm. You know, I, I, I agree with you. I always... I always was excited about getting a Cadbury egg and then actually getting it. I always found it to be a little too sweet. They're disgusting. I have a yeah. I have a really bad sweet tooth. I'll eat like a pint of Ben and Jerry's a day if I can get my hands on it. You know, I'll eat it. And uh, I think I the Cadbury egg I think is my limit. Like that's that's the only time in my life I'm like mm, it's too sweet. You know how people are always like they'll eat like something that's not really that sweet. It'll just be like a like a golden gram or something and they're like mm, too sweet it's like what the fuck's wrong with you it's a graham cracker i'll show you too sweet peeps cadbury eggs peeps are all right peeps are fucking nasty what are you talking about peeps are disgusting peeps are better than cadbury eggs no peeps peeps do weird shit in your stomach it like expands and crawls around and like tries to do your taxes it's just disgusting cadbury egg is like like a slip and slide it goes right through your guts right out is it just anything that's in your guts it's like time to go and it just pushes it all out wow uh i do remember gagging when i first had a cadbury egg when i was a little kid because i saw the i saw the commercial remember the yeah yeah and i was and i was very it was very enticing as a youngster i gotta yeah i gotta try this whatever that whatever that rabbits uh and uh it was uh, disgusting even for my my uh my little kid taste uh little kid uh palate taste bud like one, palate it's like one of those foods that you know could be a month old or 7 years old and you wouldn't know the difference it could oh, be yeah, it's just sitting in a warehouse for 17 easters nobody bought this one and it melted and then refused and then melted and re- and then you eat it and you get diarrhea, but you know, as long as you don't sue anybody, they're going to keep doing it that way. 
and they haven't changed their recipe in all these years. I'm convinced that they just made a ton the first like maybe five years they made Cadbury eggs, and they made so many that they just have a backstock. They probably ceased production on those in the 80s. And, and they're all that we're and 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 all that's being dispersed is just is just old stock. It's just excess stock. They're just trying to break even. Yeah, wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. The Cadbury uh, conspiracy. Yeah, I should think about that. That's weird. But uh, any thought, you know, Rebecca Ferguson, Timothy Chalamet, twelve year difference. That those they could be lovers. You know, it it is something that I noticed in the movie. It is something that I noticed when they were cast. And I guess someone could say Kyle McLaughlin and whomever played his mother in the original one. I don't know who that was. Um, probably, you know, Kyle McLaughlin was 25, 26, I think when he played, when he played 20, Paul 25, I read. Yeah. Um, even in, even in the miniseries, I, I feel like the Paul that they cast was like an older dude. You know, in the books, uh, he's like 15. Right. Right. Exactly. He's young. Um, yeah. Uh, definitely I had to sort of willfully suspend my disbelief to, to uh, buy into that yeah it was um, tough I was like they're so close can I say a quick note about Rebecca Ferguson do a quick note you ever see Doctor Sleep I did R- I think, she, I think she's really good in that movie she is she's, 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 she's a fine actress I remember uh, liking her. I, I've liked her. I think what was she in Mission Impossible for? Um, I've seen her, but Doctor Sleep, the the Shining sequel, I thought she was just a really interesting character, really well delivered. I was just like, wow, this, she's got it. I thought th- I thought that movie was okay, but I yeah. thought that she she was she was doing a lot of heavy heavy lifting in that. I will. I'll give you that. She carried. She stole every scene she was in. She was, t- and I remember. Um, wanting to see that character more than even Danny or anybody else. I'm like, I gotta see what she's up to. She's, she's the star of this show. Um, I hear there's a director's cut that I have not seen of that movie. That's even better. Um, I have to watch that. It's on, if you have HBO max, if you go in the bonus features, one of the bonus features is the unrated cut. And it's like, adds like 25 minutes to the movie. And I hear it's a lot better. Huh. I probably will probably won't watch it. Damn it, man. Yeah. I mean, that movie was it was okay, but it's it's no shining. Shining's in my top twenty of all time. No shining. Which you can see on jasonfury.com. That's right. And my Patreon. Pew, 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 pew. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. For a dollar a month you can watch me. <laughs> Wow, that's a that's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> I gotta work on it. I'm rebooting my Patreon. It, I haven't put a lot of effort Cadbury, into it. Cadbury <laughs> eggs, everyone. Sign up this month, and you get a free Cadbury egg diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> a vintage Cadbury egg. Watch me live in a private video diarrhea all over an Easter basket. In one minute, <laughs> sixty seconds. <laughs> Ever seen the movie Gone in sixty seconds? Redefines that movie. My guts gone in sixty seconds. Impressive, very impressive. 
You're going to push so hard, the tip of your guts are going to come out. That's what we call a prolapse. Really? I believe so, yeah. I thought it was a uh, tube sock. Or a rosebud. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's what that is. Hey, we should talk about... um, Listeners are very happy to hear about this. Yeah, we should talk about Dune. That's right, Dune. <laughs> Dune. I'm looking at the clock. See, I got a clock here. We're 12 minutes into this bead buoy, and we haven't really talked about anything but Dune, a. Easter. A. <laughs> Dunk. Okay. If you look. Wait, what? I, I, you know that the typography that they use for the movie, you know, with the whole. You get the you get the, they use the same shape language. You got the D, the U, and the N, and then the E with like a glare, sort of, like a flare. Is sort of a C, but if you don't have the if you don't use the glare, if you don't notice the glare, it's a C. Mm-hmm. AKA dunk. 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 Dunk yeah. Villeneuve. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so. We saw this movie. I saw it. I think you saw it, right? Yeah, don't do the whole, like, what'd you think? Oh, I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Don't do it. I think we should take a trip down memory lane before we dive into the movie proper. Can we do that? Can we set an establishing shot for our audience? Let's go to a time when the Cadbury eggs were fresh on the shelves. Yeah. Pure, okay. So, well, you know, 84. That's the David. Let's go even further back. Let's go to the books. Um, okay. Did you read any of these books? You know, I actually can say that I read the book Dune. The original uh, Dune. Any of the, the sequels? The, the original Dune. No, didn't okay. do it. Well, not relevant I, anyway. For this conversation, you've re- so you've you've read Dune. I read Dune, and I I only finished it a few months ago. Okay, uh, that's good. I've had it. For, I've had it for a while. I kind of once once they once they started gearing up in production with this movie, I said, you know what, I gotta. I got. I, I got to. I got to read this. Yeah, because and, you know what happens. Otherwise, is every if you don't read the whole book and then you read it after this movie, Paul's just a young Willy Wonka. You're gonna. You can't unsee it. It's gonna be fabulous. It's gonna be fabulous. Come on. Um, okay, I read Dune as well. I've read every Frank Herbert Dune book. There's five of them that he wrote, and then his son Brian took over. Wrote a few sequels and a ton of prequels. Um, with a with another author, um, I never read anything outside of what Frank Herbert wrote. Um, I've actually never read any of his other books either. I've just read his five Dune books, and I love them. I adore them. They are the sci-fi equivalent to fantasy's Lord of the Rings, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's great, and you know our favorite movie here, uh, Star Worlds, took a lot of inspiration from Dune. Star Wars franchise owes quite a bit to Dune. As do many, many science fiction stories. Yeah, books, movies, TV shows. And then, you know, if something is inspired by Star Wars, in a way, it's inspired by Dune. It's just, Dune's basically sci-fi's grandpa. Right. So people got to respect grandpa. You know, he might not be able to hear you that well, but you got to (laughs) respect him and feed him first. And it's hard for Grandpa to show up and be the cool kid, uh, but um, yeah, you gotta you gotta respect him. All right, let's hit fast forward. David Lynch's nineteen eighty four film Dune that covered the first book. 
Did you watch that? I did. Okay, same. Uh, just we don't have to go in. We could have a whole podcast on that. But like, what what are your like too long didn't read, too long didn't listen? I don't know what you say here. Well, TLD. Am I young? I want to be young. And I don't think I'm saying it right. TLDL. Too long didn't. It's 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 a it's a it's a beautiful production. Right. It has. It's it's a a very faint echo of the source material uh it is as an adaptation of the book it's a mess mm-hmm. uh as as a as a piece of film as uh as a uh display of concept design as score it's fucking awesome i yeah. love i love david lynch's dude I think we're on the um, same page with that. I think, yeah, as a book, as a fan of the books and novels, I'm like, I, I don't think this is right. I, I think there's things in it that hit well, but there's things in it that didn't. But yeah, as far as the tone, the characterization, the the practical effects, the just the weirdness of it, I think the book's pretty weird too. I think it did a pretty decent job of like maybe not capturing the spirit of the book per se but at least like running in parallel with it like just doing a different kind of weird um and i actually really like that about david lynch's movie it it was strange now he's very vocal he's very vocal about hating that movie though the creator right right he considers it a failure um he didn't get you know he had a lot of studio interference um but i think that what came to came to exist is 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 beautiful um the score is amazing mm-hmm. uh the the costumes are amazing the sets are amazing uh the practical effects are great too practical effects are great release the lynch cut well there there is there is like an extended cut of that movie i haven't seen it in a long time but i think have, have you seen this where it sort of mm-hmm. opens and they they kind of give you a long prologue with like illustrated, uh, illustrated, you know, panels almost that gives you the history of the, of the wars that, that sort of led up to the movie. Mm-mm. Have you ever seen that? It, it, it definitely is out there. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I have not. Um, but it's, um, you know, they, they, uh, they don't necessarily change the fact that it's that it's barely you know barely i wouldn't say it's it's i would say it's incoherent it's just so it's so indulges in the weirdness of, it's, of it's the weird the it's bizarre it indul it indulges in the weirder elements of the book you know you have the weirding way with like with the characters you know sp- speaking you know you're hearing their inner, inner monologues mm-hmm and speaking over one another when he puts have, his hand in the in the box you actually like go on the journey with him and you see it's all trippy right it's very fire trippy. doom and all that it's stuff very trippy. and yeah. it's it really is it really is a cool looking movie i love the love the costumes bob bob ringwood is still one of my you know one of my uh inspirations he did he did costume designs for let's see a lot of stuff he did he did alien movies I think he did i think he did starting on alien 3 and then he did alien resurrection he did he did batman i believe he's responsible for the for the 89 bat suit harry and the hendersons 
Is that so? No, I just I just threw that at you to confuse you. Bob Ringwood, holy moly! No, I just um, made that up. He made a uh, uh, lifelike John Lithgow for that movie. Wow! And then they that they that they used with the actual Sasquatch that they they filmed on location. Yeah, that actually the who they credited John Lithgow was not John Lithgow. It was actually someone named funny, coincidentally John Bithgow. What a coincidence! Isn't that weird? That is just sometimes things happen like that. It's just fucking hilarious. His only form of sustenance was Cadbury eggs. Poor guy. <laughs> but they were new at the time, so fresh Cadbury eggs. Fresh. Over easy. Um, so I, I'm going to say I'm, I'm a fan of David Lynch's vision. Uh, Sounds like even it. If, Jeez. Even if, even if he's not. Um, the, I mean, the, you like the, the score is fucking awesome. I can't argue. I, I agree with everything you're saying. I, I think as a book fan, I was frustrated. Right. But as a movie fan, I was titillated. I, th- I think as many Dune fans were. And I think that's why we spent roughly, you know, 30-something years until we got another iteration of it. Except if, unless, you, unless you count the Sci-Fi Channel version, which is... Which I um, do. I do count that. You do? Well, yeah. It was, a, it was an adaptation of Dune. Uh, it came out in 2000, Sci-Fi Channel, and then Children of Dune after that. Uh, it's part of history, bruh. James McAvoy. Right. William Hurt, Susan Sarandon, John Lithgow. Uh, not John Lithgow though. Yeah, he wasn't in it. Um, so did you see the Dune miniseries two thousand? Uh, I saw Dune. I did not see Children of Dune. Children of Dune. I thought it was rubbish. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those where they said they looked at. They looked at what Lynch did, and they said, "We're gonna be, we're gonna be faithful. We're gonna stretch it out over, however many episodes." Which I appreciate. Um, yeah, and I think I think Dune sort of needs that room to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really weird. It's just, the... A, it's just a really, bl- it's just a really bland adaptation. I remember watching it when it aired, taping it. And just kind of forgetting about it. And then later, after I like had reread the book and read all five of the books, I'm like, you know, I'm going to revisit these. These these might just be the golden, you know, now that the dust has settled, this might be the like true, purest form of Dune. It was very hard to get through. It was, I could barely get through it. I was like getting, it's like watching golf or something. I was getting sleepy. <laughs> I was just like nod and nod. I was like I can't and it's so long like oh my goodness um and the effects it's like yeah the effects were, were not the effects not. are like think Stargate but like the pre-production footage like the footage they use to like show what could happen like that's what they used for their final stuff it was just so so shoddy I know it was for TV with a small budget but it was distractingly shoddy they had they had some, there were some, you know, no, some some no. practical. Si- no, not no. you're not gonna let me give it anything. No, I mean try. What do you got? I believe if if my memory serves me serves me right, the cinematographer also shot Dick Tracy, and I'm a big Dick Tracy fan. 
Oh, okay. And I, I like think, Dick I Tracy, think, I, but it's got nothing to do. With, I mean, very different I movie. Cinema, I, I think that some of the some of the cinematography looked kind of neat. Dick Tracy ain't correctly. hopping on a sandworm. Yeah, but I feel like it. There were there were elements of it that I remember popping, visually. Uh, even even if the sets looked kind of things look kind of cheap and things look kind of cheap, but I I feel like there was some colors that popped. I don't know. It was it wasn't horrible. Adam Roth. Yeah. Shame on you. <laughs> it was. Well, it, it was. No, bad. I'll, it was I'll give you that. It was, it was bad, but I think if you're a fan of Dune, it's it's at least at least. On the first viewing, it's kind of interesting just to see how how they interpret the, right. the text. It is closer I than think, Lynch's I, vision, like I closer to the and book. I, and I think that that's kind of how a similar thing happened with this one. It's like you've seen I've seen this before, I've read it, but I want to see how they're doing it now. It's, okay, it's well, about the interpretation. Now that we're twenty five minutes into this, let's talk about Dune. Fast forward to Dune twenty twenty one part one. Covering by Denis. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. So we're just talking about the first half of the first book. Um, everybody right. keeps talking about it and complaining about it. Like, this movie didn't feel complete. It's like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. That's because it's not. And it's, like, on purpose. <laughs> it it Yes, it did not feel complete. Um, it was but on it, purpose, but it wasn't complete. I mean, that's just a fact. That's just the way it. Like it's part one. It says it when the movie. It's even in the title. Yep. It was that was his intention, chopping it in half, giving it room. I can't critique read. it for that. I just kind of refuse. Like I get it. It's frustrating. We want to see the whole thing, but at the same time, it's just not where we're at. It just doesn't exist yet. So everybody gonna, just put a cork in it. I'm not going to critique it for that. Okay, good, because that's like bothering me. That's like half the reviews is like it just. Oh, right when I got into it, it just stopped. I was like, "Oh my no. god!" No, yeah. it's clear. It's clearly that was part of its what it was setting out to do. It's giving us, it's giving us, um, yeah, half of half of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little. It was, oh, you know, it was a little bit weird. I mean, even by the end of it, it was like, what? What exactly was the crescendo? What exactly? You know, if you think about. Okay, if this has to exist as its own movie, what was the? I don't even know what 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 was the sort of the climax of this movie. There wasn't one. It was just more the passing of the torch from. It's basically just burning down an old life, and it's just like this is the way the world is. We're gonna burn it down, and now they're entering a new world, and it's like the they're just opening the door into this new world, and you know I think. What they attempted to do was give us a glimpse of somebody actually riding a sandworm, trying to build intrigue, like, oh, you can ride these things for people that maybe don't know what's going on. Um, desert power, you know, like they, they talk saying. about the, they talk about the fi- the last shot of the mm-hmm. of the riding. Right. Yeah. I think that was as close to what you're suggesting as we got. Was that Stilgar? I think it was just a rando. I don't know. Right. Right. I think it was just like the culture is just like when you're here your family right um so i look i you know i was stoked about this movie well yeah most people uh, there's a lot of hype especially with the pandemic this was this has been on the hype scale for about two years 
and it's been pushed around and pushed back. Yeah. And we finally got to see it. Finally got um, to put it in our eyes. And how did you, what was your viewing experience like, Jason? I did a big no-no. Denis would be very mad at me. Uh-huh. I watched it at home on HBO Max, but for the audience at home, I got a 65-inch 4K TV, noise-canceling, Sony headset, all the lights were off, a couple candles were on, spice-scented, know what I mean? Melange. Melange. And then... uh you know, so I don't, I feel, I know this is supposed to be some big cinematic thing, but um, while I would have liked that, I just, if I can sit at home and watch it here without people eating popcorn in my face, I'm going to probably do that. Yeah, I was, I was very happy to uh, skip the theater. As you know, I've had some, I've had some difficulty in the theater recently. People eat in the theater? For two and a half hours straight. Right. When else do you eat for two hours straight? What the fuck is wrong with people? They just hand in bucket, bucket hand in mouth, hand in bucket, bucket hand in mouth for two and a half hours. And then they get up and like, oh, three refills. Oh my God. And then it's just more. It's, it's so disturbing. Movie theater culture is disturbing. Uh, so you're, okay, so you're critiquing popcorn eating. Just food. People got hot dogs, Cadbury eggs, popcorn, milk duds, you name it. They just eat it for two hours, two and a half hours straight. Wow. No stopping. Um, I didn't really, I never really thought about that. It is, it is kind of a marathon, marathon binging. Like, who invented the rule that you get to do that? Like, what other situation? Like, you just get a pass if you're at a movie? It's like, oh, the lights are off. Nobody can see me. I get to just eat. Well, yeah. But, like, shit but that's for two the, and a half hours. But that's what we do. We, we, create, we create little events that allow us to just stuff ourselves. You know, we got... Cheat days. You know, you got your cheat days. You got your birthday. You got your Christmas. You got your Hanukkah. <laughs> you got your Kwanzaa. You got... You know, you got all your times to Festivus. Ha- Festivus, you got your ex- your excuses to stuff yourself. So we've created as as a as a species, we've created the theater going experience <laughs> as, a stuff us, as a species. As a species. Yeah, this is a, so it's when a global, we it's a global it's a global uh, phenomenon. So when we catch up to the year that Dune takes place, the history books will be like, this was a species that just shoved shit in their mouth for two and a half hours in the dark. But they all got they all got together to do it. Presumably. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I watched it. I, I, I watched it on, on HBO Max. I projected it on a big wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a nice, nice surround sound. Uh, set up here in my cool. house nice and the viewing experience was very nice i that was that picture you to... sent me is your house that was at your house that was at my house yeah oh, it's not a bad setup yeah um so that was that was nice we had a, we had a couple hiccups initially when we when we started projecting i think there was some some sound issues but we we got it resolved pretty quickly 
got to hear the the Tuvan throat singing of the Satterkar army right right off the bat. What'd you think? What'd you think of that? I had some sound issues too when I was starting with my headset, and I remember like whenever that came on, I'd be like, "Oh, it's working! It's working!" But then I would just I had to rewind the movie to the beginning and start fresh. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. So. It started, and there was definitely I had a rush. I had a rush of oh, here it is. It's oh, I'm actually watching it, mm-hmm. and I love I love that feeling. That's wh- that's why I go to movies. Yeah, you know that was, that I had that Star Wars. You know, you got that rush of a new Star Wars movie. You're just you're just you're just devouring everything you're seeing. I think I got uh, that rush like a fake version of that rush with Zack Snyder's Justice League. Because it had huh. been so long since I'd seen like a new movie in any kind of like ritualistic way, like I'm gonna get cozy and make the popcorn and get the soda. And I think for that movie, I really set the tone and the atmosphere because I just, you know, the the whole Snyder Cut thing lasted for like five years. Right. So I was like, here we go, baby. This is what we've been asking for. So I felt really good. But Dune definitely was the most legitimate one I've had in a long time. Like you. There's. There's so, yeah, there's something excited exciting about this sort of anticipation, and then the curtain lifts, and here we go. Where, you know, there, it's that's it's a great uh, it's a great rush. Yes. Love that feel. Um, and right off the bat in Dune, they were dropping us, they were dropping on us some pretty some pretty iconic visuals. Right. Um, you know, seeing, seeing, I don't know if that was initially, if that was the Fremen in the desert where you were seeing those, those, the ships. Right. I don't know if that, I don't know if that were Fremen or if that were Satterkar, but it was pretty right off the bat. It was like, Whoa, here we go. Yeah. We're, we're being immersed. Um, so I think Denis is a, I've heard somebody explain him as technically brilliant, but like, oddly soulless uh-huh. and I think it's in relation to his character to development and the way uh-huh. he, he's like great at world building and creating atmosphere and uh-huh. placing scenes and organizing the screen but at the end of the day there's just something a little hollow about it and okay. I, I think I felt that during this movie not to be super negative right off the bat but there was something uh-huh. Uh-huh. there was something off and i think it revolves around how these characters were developed now i have an advantage because i've read the books and i know who these characters are and i can fill in the gaps and think back upon different beats but if i'm watching this maybe i haven't read the book and it's for a first time i honestly would have no clue why these characters are doing what they're doing i have a hard time picturing what any of them are doing off screen like when the camera's not on them what are they doing are they just sitting in a room staring at a wall like they have no hobbies there's no sense of humor there's no everything is just duty bound or religion bound or loyalty bound there's just no there's just no characterization going on well, so I pretty soon after that initial giddiness kind of started to subside. Um, you know, when you see 
you know, you know me. I love I love cool costumes. Mm-hmm. I love a good a good visual feast. When when you see, I think it's when the spacing guild lands lands on oh, on right, that uh, big orb, that big like circular big, thing, the big orb, and they land on on uh, uh, Caladan. Yeah. Um, you know, and you get those the spacing guild coming down the ramp, and they got the cool helmets and stuff. Very Star um, Wars marching like out of the transport vibe love that that was cool loved it yeah Um, i I thought that was great and but i i I think pretty pretty quickly i think when we when you know paul wakes up and you're immediately you have this like the first thing we we see of them is they're having this like dinner scene or no breakfast breakfast what am i talking about he just woke up and (laughs) slept in i just felt there was a certain sense of, and I know, I know he split it into two films to let it breathe, mm-hmm. but it still kind of felt rushed to me. And something, something about it, um, something about it felt. And 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 there were there were times where I I was sort of questioning whether or not I should have read the book, whether that was going to help my experience or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Reread the book. What did I say? Read the book. Right. Re- well, no. I mean, re- read read the book at all. You said you read I, the book. I did read read the book, but I I I, I wasn't rereading it. Oh. I'm saying I, I was wondering if I should have read the book at all. And oh. because all I really knew of it was was sort of, um, you know, you know, I knew I knew Lynch's version. Right. I knew the miniseries version. And it was like now knowing the book and knowing the beats now so well, mm-hmm. and having them so fresh in my mind, I couldn't help but but, oh, but I see. see, I couldn't help but see wh- how much was omitted from the movie. A lot was and omitted. I, yeah, a lot was omitted, and it felt like really important stuff. And I think uh, a lot of it was character building. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. Learning oh, yeah. the weird quirks of the dad and Paul's nervousness and what he likes to get up to. And the mother's, like, I don't know, the gardening and her reluctance to leave the planet. And, like, none of that stuff was in this. It was not none of it. I'm talking and, 0%. And also, also, the whole Dr. Yui stuff, nothing. The betray- even, The betrayal meant nothing meant nothing and it was a it was such a huge thing it I mean, was that almost was, that, just that like that was how that that's how the house fell yeah and but that character it... was so involved in paul's life like you know there, no, that was a pretty big character that when that beat happened in the books you're like holy crap like that was yeah. that was deep that was like heartfelt you know like i kind of get it like hit why he would do it but then the fact that he did it you're mad at him but like if you put yourself in his shoes, would you do the same thing? But in this movie, did not feel that. I remember when it happened. I knew it was coming. But when it happened, it was just like, I haven't been on screen really at all yet. But I'm so sorry for doing this. I, I don't think we've had a scene <laughs> together. I don't think we've been in a single shot together. Well, they, had, but... they, had, they, had one, they had one little moment. And you right off the bat, I mean, the, the way that he played him, you, you, you already kind of knew that there was something up with him. Right, and maybe that's just maybe that's just my knowledge of the character, but it was like that's it. Like yeah, but there's all a, these like, talk about like we have to make sure that new fans can be made and like watch it, and then you know. But right, 
There's, right. and I, but but there's nothing about that character that was intriguing to me. It was just kind of like a stupid, like, oh, okay. So this just, guy in this just, boring ass castle betrayed you because you he was no given. Re- he was given the same amount of of screen time and maybe less than like sh- like shout out Mapes, right? You know, and it was just like just some random side person that like betrays them, and it's like okay, like, and we who never saw that? his family whatsoever. Nothing. What we didn't where we didn't they were know why he did it. And we didn't know how, why he did it, and that was such a big, that was such a big part of the book, is his sort of inter inter, uh, you know, how he intertwined with the Harkonnens, and why he was even why he would, um, you know, deceive, why he would deceive the Atreides family, um, and it's just they didn't give they didn't give it any of that. Yeah, like um, if you were to ask me, like, okay, what do people do? Like, what makes these characters who they are? I'd be like. Paul likes to watch hollow vids. Uh, Lady Jessica is not to be trusted. She's into some weird shit. Uh, his dad really likes his ring. And right. that's that's like is that's as far as these characters go. Now, it the movie can, you know, despite sort of having this this feeling that I was getting as I was watching it, you know, all of the all of the visual flourishes were very cool. You oh know, the, no doubt, no it, doubt. It was the technical visual, brilliance, great. It's hundred percent. Um, it was. Yes, there was a lot of cool little flourishes. I liked, I liked some of the ship designs. Um, I liked. Yeah, I I in general I liked the aesthetic. It seemed like there was. It was very. It seemed a bit austere yeah it seemed like they were and and when you you know and maybe that's because i've been spoiled by by lynch's version which is just such a visual feast well lynch's version is multi-layered too there's there's a lot going on and there's like fine details in the set design this one is very it's like you watch those house shows on like hgtv it's like just paint the house gray i feel like yeah it it was just is, is that kind of person he just wants very it was apple apple style clean crisp it was very restrained it was very um he was trying to do this sort of minimal thing and Mm -hmm. i get it you know he did this i feel like he did the same thing on blade runner right where where he was sort of giving these these big you know vast environments these big empty spaces with light shining through and and it was cool, but it just it doesn't necessarily it didn't necessarily hit the spot for me. Yeah, it makes like a cool uh, art book or like a cool like I don't know. It I do appreciate it that he has this like directorial signature, even though it is pretty simplistic in my opinion. And and just very it's just got a few tones to it. It's not very complex, but it's very yeah, I mean it's done on purpose, and it's his style, and I get that, and they wanted that style for this movie, and I do think it works for grand scale, for establishing shots, for showing the like vastness of space. Um, but when you want to get into these characters and what motivates them and what drives them and what their their homes are like and the ships that they're in are like, it just doesn't it just doesn't tell me much. It's just too clean it's just yeah it's it was very clean it was very um 
Yeah, just re- just restrained and minimal to the extent that it just felt it felt drab. Right. And and that is it's a bit of it's it's a little bit of a letdown as far as you know in my opinion. Yeah, I, um, I can't argue that the overall tone wasn't very for lack of better words, creative. It felt a little vapid, but you know, when you're talking about like deep space, I think some of that is on purpose and I think it's effective. Like those shots where you're in space and they're just showing kind of like a ship in the middle of nothing. Like, I think it's effective in those ways to like a stat, like, oh, wow, this is like, we've explored this galaxy and it is vast, you know? I'm but, just, I'm surprised. I'm yeah. surprised that they skipped over the sort of the, um, I mean, obviously there's so much that, you know, that that's in the book and there's so much that you can only put into, uh, you know, a two and a half hour movie, I guess. Uh, but I'm surprised they skipped over it. They made, they made it seem so quaint from, from getting from Caladan to, to Arrakis was just like, Oh, we're just going to just jump through this, uh, this cannoli here. And, uh, and we're there. <laughs> cannoli. And it was just like, there was no, there was, yeah. The, 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 the spacing guild, like yeah. ship, the, the thing that they jumped through, there was no, there was no folding of space. It was like just um, like Virgin Airlines or something. It was just a quick hop, skip over. We're on Arrakis. Blue Air. Just... What is it? What's that? What, what's it called? Blue. Blue oh. Air. Just cheap flight. Cheap flight. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, air, but I mean, can't can't comment on that. I forget. All right. I know what you're talking about though. I just, it just, it felt, there's, there's, and, and again, I'm not sure if I feel like it was missing something because I read the book, um, or if it just genuinely felt like they, like there was something missing from the, see, from I the would script. argue a lot of interviews I've seen and a lot of quotes I've read are saying that they want this movie to appeal to people that haven't read the book or inspire them to read the book. But I would argue that it's not really, they don't really approach it that way because I I think they're almost relying on us to know the story. And this movie to me seems more like a companion piece, kind of like an audio book. It kind of like paints the picture a little bit more for you. Um, but I didn't feel like it was, it, it, I don't know, the storytelling in the book is so complex and multi-layered, yet somehow in this movie it felt a bit rudimentary, if that makes sense. It was just I kind would, of... I, yeah. I, would, I would say it felt very rudimentary, to be honest. Yeah, which to me is kind of offensive and not giving the book the justice it deserves not saying it's going to ever compare to the book because i think that's very difficult i would argue that lord of the rings figured it out the peter jackson movies i think i think he figured that story out quite well but i can't say the same thing for this dune movie so far i'm still the verdict's still out i want to see what happens in part two before i make like any super bold decisions but as of now i i enjoyed the movie as, yeah, a sci- I, as a sci-fi fan it had all the tropes and it had all the locations and weird houses and some okay action sequences and some interesting ideas but 
the storytelling and the character building was just pretty weak. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, Jason. Um, I'm surprised we're on the same page. I thought I'd be coming in here being bad cop because I I really want to love this movie. I really really I, do. I did too. That's why that's why I, I prefaced it as such because I see I thought I thought the opposite. I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna love it. Just be um, like gushing over it. Yeah, I thought because I I I have peers that are gushing over it. And are just now this is my. I mean, I think you and I both. This is our wheelhouse. This is like these are the kinds of movies we like live for, right? Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. We, this is what I want more of. I I do appreciate how dense. You know, I I don't know. We don't often see hardcore kind of like sci-fi movies like this these days. On this so, on this scale. On this scale with this amount of budget with this, in the cast. I think the cast. I will say all my complaints about the the characters. I I think on paper the cast is pretty spot on. I think they did a pretty good job casting, um, but the performances and the outcome just didn't m- meet my expectation for the for what was what they could do. You know, I mean, so yeah, I I, I agree. Overall, overall, it was missing something. There were there were many moments and little things that I liked. There were a lot of little things that I, you know, some of the tech, some of the little, the little nuances were cool. So, uh, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I didn't, right. you know, I didn't, I didn't like hate it or anything. It's just definitely, it definitely did not scratch the itch that I right. wanted from this movie. I know. Um, I wanted that feeling. I probably put it on a pedestal, but I kind of wanted like, would you agree that we're kind of in a lull for like, what's the big thing right now? Like there's always a movie series or a TV show like Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones or Lost or the Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. I feel like right now we're in a bit of a, a lull. Like what's the, what's the it thing right now? Um, I was was hoping, it was probably just Squid Game. Yeah, but that's so. But that's, Squid it's, not, it's not really. It's not really. It's not really lore attached. No, to that's it. it's not. Really. That's fad pop culture. Like it's really good for like a burst of time, but in a year, it ain't. Gonna, nobody's gonna be talking right. about Squid. No, you're Game. right. You're right. You're right. I'm talking like big. You know, like water cooler show or water cooler movie. I was hoping Dune would be that, but I don't think it's gonna have the lasting power. I don't think people are gonna be dying to get to two. You know. I mean, I think people are happy that it has succeeded and that we're going to hopefully get a little bit a little bit weirder and more bold with this with another one. I hope so. Um, Maybe he listens. I mean, I mean, that could be part I mean, of it. Maybe you make this first one and listen to the audience and then you can kind of adjust a little bit. I mean, the the weird thing is is it's it's alternately seems to be too esoteric and weird to appeal to the masses, which is what it seems like he was aiming for. But then not deep enough to actually appease the fans the, of the, the book. book fans. I so think it's that's just spot it's, on. it's it's kind of a weird it's kind of a weird thing because it's like I don't know if I hadn't read the book and I had seen Lynch's version and I didn't know anything about it, I wouldn't know what the fuck was going on. I well, but yeah. It's because you don't think like, this is horrible because Star Wars was heavily influenced by Dune. But just think about the opening twenty minutes of a new hope. Think about how much we learn about Luke Skywalker in such a short amount of time. Like, 
he's a kid and he's got dreams and his buddies are in you know this they're flying the x-wings and he's a he's a moisture farmer and his he's got uncle and aunt but where are his parents there's an old man and like creeping around his town like there's just so much you learn about this character in such a short amount of time you know he you can just feel him yearning for something else and they could build that character in 10 minutes and you already start caring about him and you already want to see what he does next. There are zero characters in this movie that did anything even remotely close to that. And that's an unfair comparison because it's like our religion, basically Star Wars. <laughs> but I just think there's just so much opportunity. These characters are so great and so rich and there's so so much to them. And I'm just sad that that wasn't portrayed on the screen for newcomers. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I, I guess it's just sort of, I, you know, I keep, I keep hearing from, you know, peers on social media that they loved it. And I keep hearing, and I, I've heard a couple people say they were disappointed. Um, but I'm just not, it's just confusing to me, especially because I, you know, I'm not going into this blind. I know the source material. Right. Um, but I just don't know what it is that people are getting from it that don't know the source material. Um, yeah. I and don't I don't know. Has, have, do they talk about what they love? I mean, I don't talk to anybody anymore, so I have no clue. Like I've, I've seen this, I've seen I mean, some it's... fair reviews. I read a few reviews that seem pretty fair. You know, these are like landing around the seven, seven to eight kind of score, which is probably where I'm at somewhere around there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't, I haven't heard anyone say anything that would convince me that I might be approaching this movie wrong. Right. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I'm, 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 I'm conflicted. I mean, I definitely see it's, I watched this the day it came out. I think you did as well. Or you saw it early. You saw it early. Um, I, no, I saw it when it came out. Like the day it came out or something. Yeah. Okay. So I've been trying I was hoping by the time we recorded this, it, like my hype would go away and I could think about it, maybe like revisit a few scenes or something. But it's just the more I'm away from it, the more it's just validating. Like, I don't know, maybe I'll rewatch this again in like a few months. But I it just I, think... it, 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 I was a little shocked because this movie is like got my name written all over it. And I thought I would be fanboying all over this movie and just this would be it. And I just rewatch it if like a handful of times. But like I don't like I could I could wait a few months. I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm the same. I, <sighs> I um, you know, I tried to put it on again and kind of watch little parts just to like refresh. Um, and there were just there were such neat little things in there, you know, like when they when they got when they um when uh paul and jessica crashed in the in the dune and they and they you know they had the tent and they kind of got buried in there and like the Mm -hmm. little moisture stuff you know they collected the water for them i mean there's such such cool little moments um but it just felt like a collection of cool moments Mm -hmm. you know and and if you add it all together it just didn't didn't quite add up for me can i can we nerd out and nitpick a few small things? Sure. I don't know if you have any. I have a few teeny things. One of them is kind of what you're talking about with the character um, costume design. Uh-huh. So I think 
like there's some obvious differences in the book like so the freeman's costumes or even just the moisture suits that they get donated or whatever so they can traverse the sand they're like really dark black right which if you know anything about the sun that's probably not a great idea and if you know anything about the book those costumes are supposed to blend in with the right with with nature so you're not you can't be spotted because you're kind of you have to be very like sneaky like but they're just it's just basically saying i'm right here so it's like goes against the freeman like way of like becoming one with the sand so it's kind of strange and then the but if you but if you're sweat if you're sweating the hell out of it into that suit then you got more water oh come on but okay (laughs) so in the books you have obviously most you know most of the water's coming out of your face, but they just put the little thing in your nose. A few people had masks on, but in the book, they're all heavily masked because that's how they're reclaiming a lot of that moisture, you know? Right. Um, so they just put like a little thing up your nose so that the actors can get their whole face on screen because they got to sell their faces. Uh, I didn't like that. I thought that was a missed opportunity. I don't care. Like the, the story has them surviving this desert planet they have to cover their face and they and they collect the moisture from their face and blah 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 like i would have loved to see that like it's pretty vivid right in the book right. what that like seeing the juices like in the face and like going through the straws and stuff like it just wasn't that way in this and that was kind of disappointing to me and the other thing i want to note which is might sound stupid i don't know if i'm the only one that thinks this but the worms design wasn't great in my opinion i agree i i I was really really disappointed in the worm yeah and and it's interesting because denis was talking you know saying how long they spent on designing the perfect the perfect you know prehistoric creature or whatever and and you know that was just real he you know he, he kept he always talks about um you know, the function of how these things would really work and how it would be, you know, how these, how these things would exist. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what maybe grounded the, you know, I'm, I don't, for me, I'm not looking to, to I'm not looking for it to be grounded. I don't right. need that. Right. You know, I don't, uh, um, and I don't know that this world needs that. I mean, this is, you know, this is, this is the far future, but then, you know, the, uh, you know, you look at the tech inside of some of the, the, the thopters, you know, and it's all boxy and stuff. And it's like, why right. would it look like that? Who cares? Right. You know, this is this is this is not a world that needs to be grounded, you know. Um, yeah, but the, so it's yeah, that's that's why I, I don't I, you know. Yeah, he spent all this time, you know, learning about how a creature like that would actually be able to swim through the sand and how it would eat and how it would texture would be. And it's just like, yeah, but it's kind of not really interesting looking. Right. Um, yeah. To me, you just have like to, big... you have to almost solely go after those old original book covers, you know, because right. back in the day when, when you're not watching all these things being adapted into TV and movies, you just have a really awesome artist giving their, two cents on a book cover that gets approved by the author and they you know there's some work put into that and they're all like i remember the in my mind the dune worms were much more fleshy and kind of like tubular almost you know like almost phallic in a way and just kind of i don't know like kind of what you see in like beetlejuice or something 
Um, and there's just more. Yeah, they, they had they need they needed gr- a great big maw. You Which needed is more, you needed... yeah, more expression though. Like even yeah, even just knowing that it's like a creature or like a living thing. This is more just like this monstrosity or or like a god, I guess. Um, but it just they didn't have any character. It was way too much teeth. It was way bigger. I don't think it should have been that big. I know they're huge, but maybe I was wrong. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't remember the scale, or maybe when I read it, it was wrong. But it just it was so boring. The worms. The worm side looked. Worm sign looked cool. The worm sign. Yeah, like the way that this this the sand undulated and rippled. Well, that's the thing. The intimidation wasn't the worm itself. It was how he manipulated the earth or the right. whatever the, the planet, like. You, you would dive from like basically quicksand or an earthquake or right, a rock right. fall. It wasn't really the worm. Right. They should have grounded its scale a little bit to be more intimidating as if you were confronting the actual creature, not its destructive path. Would you say that the... On I, f- I forget, I don't was it a crate dragon? What did they do on the Mandalorian that was that was basically the Mandalorian's that was Shai Halud? Was yeah. that a great was great dragon? Would you yeah. say that those were superior worms? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. To me, the closest thing to that, like Fran, you know how we're, I was just talking about, like we don't have our like thing, like no Breaking Bad, no Game of Thrones. To me, it's, I guess it's the Mandalorian. That's probably the closest I can think. That's something I'm just dying to see more of. Right, right. Because it's just season one was fantastic and interesting. Season two just totally doubled down and was even cooler um and just took bigger risks and but yeah but yeah that first what was that the first episode even of season two um yeah i mean that was that was wild that was intimidating it had character you could tell it was a living thing so you could like kind of to me if you can't kind of feel for it you're not designing it right like if the worm and dune got sliced in half i'd be like oh well but like when that crate dragon dies, I'm like, oh, or like when the Rancor dies, that's the beauty of it. Everything, everybody cares about something, you know? So it's like, he just whimpers like a puppy and dies, even though he's this big creature. And you're just like, oh, I kind of connect with that now. Like, even though it was intimidating, I just, I can't see how they're going to turn these worms into something I care about on a, like a human or just like creature level. I guess we'll have to see the baby version of it to see yeah that's true like we'll have to if i mean they can still pull it off but and that was the big worm like what do they call it the shallow who shall halud or whatever shia halud shia labouf shia labouf it's the shia labouf <laughs> <laughs> the beef's coming for you um okay well i'm glad we agree on most of this stuff uh any other nitpicks i will throw one thing i think this movie's done better than most mm-hmm. the uh the cult of the honored ma- maters or whatever the witches the uh benny jesuit the benny or yeah sorry that's what i meant the benny jesuit i think that was cool i think that was one of the coolest angles in my opinion i think you can tell they're very powerful you can tell they have bigger plans than anybody else in this world and you can tell that they just they have a hold on 
something that seems very, very dangerous. And I think they did a good job of playing it up in this movie. That's the, the beauty of casting Charlotte Rampling. Yeah. She's great. She's, She's great. awesome. When I saw She's... she was cast, I was like, that is perfect casting. Good job. Yeah. Even though yeah, she was shrouded great. most of the time, just the delivery, the pitch, the, the very intimidating. <laughs> I thought the. Yeah, she was. I thought the, the Benny Gesserit or whatever, I thought that was great. I thought they did that really well. Yeah. Um, I. I don't as far as far as specific nitpicks. Wait, the honored matron. What did I say? Benny. I don't know what you said. Benny Jesuit. No, I was talking. I think I'm talking about something else from later in the books. I got confused, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it's... laughs> I took a wrong turn. <laughs> wrong turn. Uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think what else. What else I? Oh, spice. What about it? So in this, correct me if I'm wrong, but the main use of spice, the reason it's coveted in the movie is because of its, um, helps you to like, uh, no, they said it, it it fuels the ships so they can go like in light speed. Didn't they say it was hallucinogenic as well? Maybe, but in the book, isn't it all about like extending your life? You I always thought long, it was you live longer and then some people like Paul have reactions to it that makes them like see the future and they can like make it come true like to me to me the spice was always coveted because you you took it that meant you would live a longer life it would extend your lifespan I think that there I think it was manifold I think I think that it did I just it, don't it think had... the movie to, to me it just felt like the space travel gas it was like going to like shell station or something it's a kyber crystal maybe it was like gasoline for a buick yeah they kind of did they didn't really go too much into the the spice which well, was people that are like spice addicted and people that like trip off of it and see weird visions like there's so much opportunity maybe they'll explore that in the second movie but yeah that was some of the most intriguing stuff in the book to me. It's like, who are these people who are just fucking with this spice? And they're they're reaching new levels of consciousness with it. Like, what happens if you take too much of it? And I don't know. And then Paul starts reacting to it. And do they you, do they do that in the subsequent books? Do what? In the, do they do they explore those facets? Oh, at, oh, hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. That's like, yeah. that's like the whole the whole point is like you know that's why it's so coveted is just because it's got these wild benefits like you know that can be abused but also if put in the right hands it could change the universe especially when the visions start to come into play so we didn't we didn't get we didn't get the the navigator the uh the spacing guild the the mutant right we didn't get we didn't we barely got the um Freeman. Yeah, we barely got the Fremen. We got almost no Chani. Fremen. Fremen. Yeah, uh, Chani, she's getting did, a paycheck. I'm watching Euphoria, by the way. Have you heard of that show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of it. I'm watching, or actually just finished it. Um, so it's weird to watch that and then Dune. It's pretty different. She was like barely in the movie. She had, yeah, she, uh, she got a paycheck for just doing next to nothing. No, no, uh... No emperor, 
Shaddam, No Fade. This next movie's got a lot to, a lot to introduce. And like what are these guys doing? Like these like Stellan Skarsgård and Bane, nope. whatever that guy's name is, I forget. Um uh Raban. Raban. Yeah, it's like again whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. But it's like what are they doing when the camera's not on them? Is that guy just soaking in mud water oil, and the other guy's just oil. He's just stewing. Like, who uh, are they, like, what are the, what are their motivations? Like, they want to control more. I, I get that they're a reflection of like greed and power, and like they're the ultimate. Just, just, it's just gluttony. It's all the sins. It's all the sins wrapped in one. It's like a sin burrito. But what's really driving them? Like, what is it? Just power? Is it as simple as that? That's pretty fucking boring. Give me some motivation. Did you did you find uh, Stellan Sarsgaard to be to be a successful Baron? What did you I think mean, of his? Baron? I mean, he looked the part. He acted the part. He didn't get a ton of screen time, so I can't really say one way or another. I just their motivations are beyond me. Besides just greed and power, and if that's as simple as it is, that's fine. But it's just not intriguing to me. Yeah. Like they just want more. You ate a cookie, but I want two cookies. It's like, who gives a shit? Said every villain. They will not take it from us. (laughs) I remember that. That that was that was a good uh, Dave Bautista. These are my people. They will not take. I mean, Um, sure. I don't know. Everyone was in. You know what? Darth Vader. He is not. The Tuvan throat singing Satterkar, they were <laughs> so weird. Your ear is um they uh they were the Atreides and the Harkonnen were all black. Everyone was wearing black. Yeah. Everyone's black. I mean, cl- black clad. It's just so it was just drab. I don't I don't understand. I don't know. I don't. You I, know, in Lynch's version, they were all redheads. I know all the all the Harkonnen were redheads. So you know what I mean. Uh, you know what Denis did with that? He took it a little to heart. He goes, uh, "I saw a redhead and I wanted to paint it black." Oh yeah, there we go. And bald. And bald. <laughs> Shave their head. That means they're evil. Right, right. Really, very original coding. Yeah, just bald instead. I mean, redhead was a bit of a weird choice. As but well. it's, a, it's, a, it's a, yeah, but it's yeah, bald, b- pale bald is. It's just we, like we, they're just like. Why are they intimidating? They're just pale, bald, and really, really hungry. Right. Ugh. And uh, yeah, yeah. Spooky. I did li- I I did like the scene in the in the thopter with the when when Jessica and Paul are, are restrained and you got the you got the the weird Harkonnen in there Th- those were I, I like that scene. Yeah, but it was like th- three seconds of the movie. Like they could have done more of that. I I I see what you mean. It's because it was a hint of like a character. The weird Harkonnen guy, the like the baby <laughs> voice one. Yeah, he just got like thrown out. <laughs> but it's like it's cool because it was like somebody that wasn't just kind of basic 
and they they did this whole thing with characters like with uh jason momoa's character he was kind of like he reminded me of poe dameron and finn's relationship his whole shtick was just to be like i missed you buddy give me a hug you cuddly little fuck nugget and just like just just kept patting paul on the shoulder over but that's totally over. like poe dameron in the star wars yeah. movies he's just like yeah. yeah oh buddy i missed you my little robot ball sack like here we are buddy i'm gonna give you a kiss on the lips if you had any <laughs> just like, it's like okay we get it you really like your robot that you're horrible <laughs> at protecting hey buddy oh hey buddy i thought i get lost you <laughs> you get some muscle i'm just kidding <laughs> Yeah, that kind of stuff drove me. I was like, you guys, I mean, really? I, I did? Nah, I'm still the biggest beef chowder fuck in the <laughs> galaxy. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. action scenes kind of sucked, too. Like, the fighting. Like, Jason Momoa was totally, like, when he jumped, you could see, like, his groin squeeze because of the ropes <laughs> he was attached to. <laughs> He's just like, oh, like, how how can he pounce like that? Like, what is he? Is he on spice? What's going on? Maybe. He totally jumped like 40 feet onto one guy with his knees and like slowed down and his like crotch got tight when he hit him. Just like, this isn't, this isn't a good action scene. Well, when the, when the Saturn card jumped out of their ships and they kind of hovered down to the ground. So maybe it was some... Some tech like that. <laughs> Little thrusters in the bottom of his shoes. Shoe thrusters, yeah. He's just wearing Air Max. He just pumped them. He just pumped, yeah. He had he pumps. <laughs> he just pumped. Is that what happens when you pump the Nike? Yeah, you, you, it gives you a little air thrust. You could just jump 20 feet. <laughs> um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think what else. I, f- I feel like, I feel like, for the most part, you, if if this wasn't Dune, I would think I would I, I my opinion of it might be a little bit different. It's got some baggage, doesn't it? But it's got baggage. It's Dune. Yeah, it's Dune. And and it was just, it was a little bit, it was a little bit of a letdown, Jason. I think I'm with you. I think we're on the. Let's say it just for the record. We enjoyed the movie. It's better than a lot of sci-fi movies that better come than, out in the past it's ten better years. Than a lot of, it's better than a lot of shit. They were swinging for the fences. Yeah, it's very. It's clear that they were. Now this I'm doesn't give... say much, but it's still. It's like one of my favorites of this year so far. But like, yeah, but that doesn't yeah. say a lot because there hasn't been a lot of great movies. But I, I know we're focusing on the negative, but like, I was, I was entertained throughout. I wasn't yeah. like bored. I was like confused sometimes yeah i was confused by just some of the decisions that's all right yeah um but overall i'm you know we'll see we'll see where they take it we'll see if they can get weird with it but at this point it's it's it didn't quite captivate me yeah all right let's end it with um okay so just today i read Part two is happening. Right. I'm sure that's... So, the it's buzz official. has been strong enough. Yeah, right. It's official. They made their money back. They're going to go for it. In theaters only, they said. 2023. So the sequel's coming in two years. Great. 
Uh, and then Dune, The Sisterhood, an HBO Max series, is going to be coming out uh, in between then. Okay. I don't which know how will, you feel. Which will... Yeah. Well, it's, a, well, it's about the Benny Gesserit, I guess? Yeah. yeah, which is, to me, what I've said is the most... Probably the the most successful part of this movie was their, the, that, like, cult. I thought it was really interesting, and they did a good job. Because, uh, you know, they're all kind of... But, you know by nature they're mysterious and but kind of everybody was that way so they don't really need to develop those characters because that's who the they are in the story not developed they're mysterious so maybe that's the only reason it worked because he didn't have to flush them out right right yep but there there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff that needed fleshing out and we just didn't get it yet yeah yeah so not yet. Not yet. Not to we'll say that it can't happen. Do you think we'll still be doing say... this in two years? Are we going to cover Dune Two Part Two? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. There's a good. There's a good likelihood. Okay. I'm thinking. Well, until then, Paddington, here we come. Paddington, here we come. <laughs> so we got a. We got our Paddington hashtag. Paddington for life. Um, oh, we got it. That's right. We got it. We got it. Paddington, the number four life. Um, we've been called. Our one listener. The sign was was flashed in the sky, and we have to we have to answer the call. Yeah. The Paddington one and two call. You really want to? You want? You really want to? Now is it one episode for one and two, or just one each? No, it's one. It's one for, for the Paddington universe. So what if Paddington 3 comes out? So we get one episode for Paddington 1 and 2, and then another episode for just Paddington 3? Well, we that never signed right. off on we, ne- we never signed off on 3. We still got to watch 1 and 2. That's right. Ugh. Thanks a lot, Clint. You know our first episode is just our topic is the last episode of Mandalorian season 2. Wait, say that again. The first episode of Popcorn and Soda covers exclusively the last episode of The Mandalorian Season 2. Oh, yeah, that's right, huh? We should have just done the whole season. What were we thinking? Humble beginnings. You live and you learn. Right, right. Well, do you have anything else to say about about uh, Dune 2021? I thought we could, yeah, this was our longest episode yet, so if you're still listening, thanks. We could have yeah, watched thanks. Paddington and while talking. That's, that's, that's true. We would have been about done with it. Right. right. <laughs> <sighs> Next time. Well, that's all I got. I got nothing else. Um, I'll rewatch it in a couple months and let the hype meter go down, see if I can get any more enjoyment out of it. Yeah, it's not It's not to say that if you like this, you're wrong, but it just, it just it wasn't, uh, wasn't quite doing it for me. Yeah, we're picky sci-fi beasts. You got to do it just right. Got to do it right. Yeah. All noble right. attempt. Noble attempt, but uh, give it another whack, Denis. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, yeah. Denis. Yeah. yeah, Denis. Give it another, give it another whack. <laughs> give it another thump. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. Uh, all right, that's all I got. I uh, appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy. I appreciate your spirit. I appreciate your willingness to learn, your willingness to 
be present. Right back at you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm delirious. I just drank a white Russian. There we go. So that's time to go. See you later, Adam Roth. See you later, Jason Fury. <laughs>